guys, welcome back to the Black Bite podcast where myself and my tech friends will be helping you navigate careers in tech, break into tech and pretty much demystify the entire tech space. I'm your host Renee Louise and today's topic we are going to be exploring all of the different roles in the tech field. Well, as many roles as I've encountered while working as a software engineer, there are so many out there. Some of them are coding roles, some of them are non-coding roles, but I want to touch on a few of the roles and just introduce you to exactly what you could be doing in tech that isn't engineering because I don't want this podcast to be all about just engineering because I'm very aware that some people have different strengths for example your strength could be organizing teams in which case being a scrum master or a product manager might be a bit more beneficial or a bit more suited to you as opposed to engineering so I just want to kind of explore and give you guys some options when it comes to choosing a career path and this will serve as a good segue into our first series of the podcast which starts as of next episode and this is going to be a series where we explore all of the different roles one by one by sitting down with people who are actually working those roles on a day-to-day basis in the space so that they can share some gems tips and tricks on how to get to where they are um, as well as some of the challenges that they face in their everyday roles and I'm really excited to be able to bring this to you. I haven't thought of a name of the series yet but you will know by the time we release the next podcast episode so make sure you stay tuned, make sure you're signing up to the mailing list and make sure that you are staying in the loop and following us on Instagram. So without further ado, let's get into this podcast episode. But before we do that, we have to start with a Bible verse. Matthew 11, 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And I absolutely love this scripture because I think it just reinforces the need to give your burdens to God and not carry it all on your own because I am definitely guilty of doing that. I find myself having loads of things to do. I mean, when you're quite ambitious, that's normal. You're gonna have a never-ending to-do list. And if you allow your to-do list and the demands of the world to dictate how much time you have for God, then you'll find that you just get further and further away from God. And I've definitely experienced that myself. However, I think this scripture kind of just reinforces the need to just go to God first because he is the one that's going to help you to organize your time in a way that allows you to not feel so burdened he's the one that will lighten the load completely for you so do not go to God last go to God first and he will help you do it all complete it all with ease and grace so yeah let's get into this podcast episode now guys let's talk about it there are so many so so many outside of engineering but because i am an engineering babe 
I will start with engineering and talk about the different types of engineering roles that you can come across, especially in a delivery team. So the first type of engineer would be a front-end engineer, and that is someone who works mainly on implementing the designs given to them by product designers. And this is pretty much the user interface that any user who is going to a website when they're interacting with a website all that they see on there all the cute designs and everything that had to be implemented by someone and that was a front-end engineer so I hope that makes sense we also have back-end engineers as well and back-end engineers work together with front-end engineers um, very closely and back-end engineers are more concerned with creating servers, API endpoints, and maintaining databases as well. So I'll give you an example. If you were to go to a website and you see a nice pretty form that you want to fill out, the pretty form that you're seeing was implemented by a front-end engineer, but when you actually fill out that form and then you click send or submit or whatever the button will be, that information has to go somewhere and it has to be handled by someone or a team of people and the team of people who handle that data are back-end engineers that is probably the simplest way that i can put it but that is the difference between front-end and back-end engineers we also have full stack engineers in some instances and i'm sure you can guess that is a mixture of being a front-end and a back-end engineer. I know that when I was coming into engineering, um, I was trained to be a full-stack engineer, so both the front-end and the back-end, and I'd recommend that anyone who is coming into engineering does that as well. Most of these boot camps and courses will train you for the full-stack anyways, um, so that you can get a feel of exactly what it is that you like what it is that you don't like and then know exactly how you're going to specialize later on um, I would always say if you can advocate for being a full stack engineer I'd recommend it just because I think it allows you that flexibility to be able to decide truly what you like when you're working on things in industry and then later on you can specialize if you'd like to or you can stay full stack but I would also argue to some extent that it might be better to specialize. I saw a tweet the other day, which was quite interesting, and it said that software engineering is actually becoming a lot more competitive now, and it's important for you to get really good at your stack. So specializing may not be a bad idea because you don't wanna be a jack of all trades and a master of none. However, the academic in me would definitely say just keep upskilling, keep learning as much as you can, and it really wouldn't hurt to learn both the back end and the front end. After all, especially if you are looking to be like a front end engineer, you do still need to have knowledge of the back end and how to consume API endpoints, which is quite important when you're building out a front end. But I digress. The next role I wanna talk about is product designers slash UX UI designers. Now, to my knowledge, these two terms for the role 
are used interchangeably, but I'm pretty sure there's more to it. But not to worry, we'll be talking with one next week and you guys will be able to hear firsthand from a product designer exactly what those differences are, if there's any differences at all, and kind of what exactly it is that they do. But for the purpose of this podcast, where we're providing a high-level overview of the role, product designers are pretty much responsible for providing engineers with the designs, specifically front-end engineers with the website designs. So they will create um, wireframes and I guess designs I'm sure there's a special name for it and I cannot wait to have this conversation with the product designer next week so that they can give us the proper terminology but from an engineering perspective they basically provide us engineers with what we're supposed to be implementing they figure out all of the different placements of components of a website they run usability tests so that is again to my knowledge um, where they test out how they are proposing an implementation of a website on real users and then they get feedback to decide on whether that is the right approach or whether things need to be moved around and how to basically improve the user experience to the best of their ability Um, and we just collect those designs after they've done all that work and research Um, and the designs and we pretty much just implement it Um, they are responsible also for choosing color schemes and things like that so this might be a good one if you are a creative if you're somebody who enjoys you know you're not really into coding so much but you enjoy the process of visualizing a website and being able to design how it should look so yeah It's definitely not my forte, although I did have a bit of training during my full stack development boot camps that I had. We had like maybe one or two sessions on it. And yeah, I kind of found out it just wasn't for me. But I know that it is a fantastic career path as well. I've seen several people literally just killing it in the space. And um, yeah, we'll be talking with one next week. So stay tuned for that if you want to learn more about product design how it is and you know what you can do to get into the field next we also have scrum masters slash agile delivery managers and honestly i had no idea that these two terms again were used interchangeably i found that there's quite a lot of roles in tech that you know they have titles that are used interchangeably like product owner product manager like it's it's kind of confusing honestly but anyway so a agile delivery manager is someone who is responsible for holding the teams accountable for having scrum ceremonies so these like agile slash scrum ceremonies are things like daily stand-up so the agile delivery manager will be the one to potentially chair a stand-up in the morning where everyone shares their plans their progression and any problems that they're having um, with anything that they're working on and this is a usual ceremony that we have in teams in tech teams 
um, and this happens every day um, just to hold everyone accountable and to have visibility over the progress of work um, another ceremony that we have is things like backlog refinement where we go ahead and um, well let's start with sprint planning actually we have sprint planning sessions which is where we plan out the scope of work for the next couple of weeks or however long the sprint is lasting and then we have things like backlog refinement where we then go into the tickets that have been chosen for the sprint and we make sure that they have the correct information within the tickets we usually call this like um, user stories or acceptance criteria where we write out exactly what the definition of done of a ticket looks like but i don't want to get into too much technical detail because we're just trying to describe what it is that agile delivery managers do and i'd rather let an agile delivery manager express exactly what it is they do in more detail but as an overview again ADMs or Agile Delivery Managers, they are basically responsible for organizing teams and ensuring that the teams are having their normal ceremonies just to ensure the smoothness and the success of sprints and um, make sure that we're actually achieving our goals um, as a team when it comes to delivering software. I hope that wasn't such a mouthful, but I feel it was, but we move. So another role that I wanted to touch on was a product manager. Now, product managers or product owners, I mean, I've only heard of the word product owner or the title product owner like once because I have somebody that I know that is a product owner and they explained to me that their role is very much that of a product manager just with a bit of like business analysis in there as well. Something along those lines. But I want to talk about product managers because that is the role I'm more familiar with. I work with a product manager on a daily basis and their role is to ensure that the team has got their priorities set. So they work really closely with engineering managers and the decision makers, so like the CTOs and CEOs, um, to understand the vision of the company, understand exactly where we're headed and try to get a sense of what exactly the team should be focusing on to drive us closer towards that vision. So when it comes to, for example, backlog refinement or sprint planning, we usually look to not only the ADM, if an ADM is available, because some companies actually don't have an ADM, which is an Agile Delivery Manager, guys. Sorry. Yes, we use a lot of acronyms in tech, but we look to the product manager specifically during sprint planning sessions um, or backlog refinement, just because we always need to ensure that as a team, we're working on the things that are the most relevant, the most like highest priority and the person with the knowledge of what's highest priority are product managers because they're usually in meetings with engineering managers, the CTOs, the CEOs, and they understand exactly what it is that we're trying to achieve. What is the most important next step that we need to take as a team? So they usually tell us basically what we should be working on next and what body of work we should be prioritizing. So I would say a product manager is a good role for somebody who is 
quite confident in um, shaping the vision of a company um, because you'll be in a lot of meetings with people that are higher up and you will have some influence to an extent um, on the direction that the company is going in. Um, you'll also have some some say, I guess, in uh, deciding on what is the highest priority things to work on. Um, but I would also say there is a lot of talking in that role. So yeah, if you're somebody who's quite extroverted and you enjoy talking, you enjoy meetings and you enjoy planning and selling a vision to teams and things like that, then yeah, product management might be might be for you if you're somebody who is good at you know speaking with decision makers and you're good at getting a very high level overview of the company's mission the company's vision and you're able to build relationships with people you're able to manage teams um and you know manage expectations stakeholder management all of that good stuff then this might be for you but we'll be speaking with a product manager who worked at a fantastic fantastic organization soon and I can't wait for them to share all of the gems that they have because they've been in the space for a while and I'm sure they'll be able to share a lot so yeah make sure you stay tuned for the series which is coming out next month so just to recap we have covered engineering scrum master slash agile delivery manager product designer and product manager Now, outside of engineering, the other roles that I've mentioned so far are non-coding roles. However, there are some other coding roles that you may come across um, in the team. They are not as intensive as engineering. However, depending on the type of role, it could involve some coding. So the next role I want to talk about is QA, and this is quality assurance. Now, Quality assurance, I think it says it in the name, it's quite self-explanatory, is the role of a tester, which is what we call them, who quality checks engineers' work to ensure that we're not pushing bugs out into production. Now, I can briefly explain kind of how this works. So say an engineer works on something it could be a feature implementation it could be a bug fix it could be some tech debt item now once that item or ticket is done before it gets moved into production where the real users can see it it needs to go through some quality checks to ensure that it's actually working as intended and to ensure that we have not introduced any new bugs while trying to fix something else or implement a new feature. And we want the user experience to be great. So of course we have our testers or QA engineers um, who have the role of testing engineers work and ensuring that no bugs are being pushed into production. So, there are a couple of different types of QA testers slash engineers and the first type is a manual QA tester and that is a tester who doesn't write any code to test out engineers work they are usually just going to a website um, to the website that the engineer has been working on and they manually test it so they'll come on like any other user and they'll play around with the website and make sure that 
whatever the engineer has implemented is working as they intended and there's no bugs being thrown from a user's perspective so i would say that is quite a nice role to have to be honest because you're simply going on the website and you're literally just clicking through and just seeing if the change that the engineer has suggested was applied and if it's working all good if there's any problems you literally just let the engineer know and then there it's their job to go back and actually change those things so if you are somebody who likes to identify problems this might be for you um, but if you're somebody who actually likes to change things you don't just want to spot things and not do anything about it you don't want to just tell people that this problem exists by the way um, then yeah maybe engineering might be a better role for you but anyway I digress the other type of QA tester that we have are QA engineers and they're responsible for actually writing code that tests out engineers work so these could be end-to-end -end tests integration tests automation tests using different softwares um, so for example cypress test is a big one for integration and that is a way of testing out that the website is working or the software is working as intended um, and this is usually testing the user interface of course we are going to get a QA engineer somewhere if you are a QA engineer that would like to share more about what it's like to be a QA tester slash engineer and if you are an underrepresented person in the space working in tech in a role I have not mentioned then I will be absolutely happy to hear from you so we can share this knowledge with the community um, but yes I would say that a QA tester is also a fantastic role to have you could always pivot um, from being a QA into engineering quite easily because I would say that as an engineer it's really important to know how to test things as well um, and have that QA knowledge so yeah it's quite a nice skill to have if you are looking to get into engineering but you would like to do something that still is giving you transferable skills in the meantime um, yeah this is a fantastic place to start because engineers specifically front-end engineers have to write a lot of tests a lot of tests um, but this isn't about engineering this is about QA testing so yeah I hope that's been useful for you these are the main roles that I wanted to talk about today of course there are several other roles there are data scientists there are business analysts there are business intelligence knowledge engineers data engineers there are so many roles in tech but I will leave it here because we will be here all day if I was to talk about every last one however if you would like to find out more about it make sure you tune into the series because I will be speaking with people from underrepresented backgrounds who are working in the space or who have got experience in this space that are going to be sharing more about each and every role or as many roles as we can possibly talk to you guys about because I think it's quite important to have that visibility and be able to make an informed decision when you're making your switch or trying to level up in tech so that brings us to the end of this podcast guys thank you so much for listening i hope this has been useful for you make sure that you're sharing it with your friends subscribing to our mailing list because we are going to have so many resources that we're sharing to help you navigate your career in tech break into tech and level up in the space too 
and visit our website www.blackbite.com we are working on some great new features and i'm really excited for the website developments that are yet to come i hope you have an amazing week a blessed week and make sure that you are submitting all of your burdens to god this week as well make sure you're not taking on everything by yourself god is literally there waiting for us to hand him over all of the burdens that we have and we just go around with our dummy steering wheel trying to drive the ship ourselves when we shouldn't be we don't need to do that guys it's a lot more stressful i'm definitely going to be submitting my burdens to god this week i have so much to get done and so little time but again it's not my workload it is god's so yeah just wanted to share that before closing out i'll see you guys next week bye Oh,